Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Bizarre Briefing. This is the March 2020 edition of the show. This is the behind the scenes podcast, all about all the cool stuff that goes on here uh, on our various channels. Oh, we got to introduce everybody first. Uh, joining me, as always, via Skype this time, Whoa. it's Mr. Brant Hughes. How's it going, Brant? Hi, that's me. I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, also joined with John Rail. That's me. Who is still here physically, and I believe it's his first time on the show, Mr. Corey Cranwell. Cranville. <laughs> oh no! Oh my God! I like Cranwell oh, no. though. Cranwell is Can okay. we be Cranwell? Can oh, no. I'm okay oh, with that. No. As as a mess up, that's probably my favorite one so far. Uh, Corey Cranville. Yes. Uh, uh, we'll talk about uh, kind of who you are here in, in just a moment. In fact, I'm going to add it to our list here. But there's something that we have to get to first. Yes. That is kind of a, a, a bigger deal. Um, Nothing's bigger than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. No, that's not true. <laughs> so. That's not true. On the last episode of this program, uh, we detailed just a little bit about the Founders Day picnic event. Mm-hmm. Which, as, as of this recording, should have happened about three days ago. Yes. And unfortunately, because of the evolving situation with uh, COVID nineteen, that event got can got suspended, Delayed. push, yes. push. Uh, it's not mm. canceled. Um, uh, 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 frequently asked questions: If you got a reservation or a ticket already, you still have it. Um, uh, we are have not decided on the new date because we are taking we are constantly taking the temperature of the evolving situation, and we'll let everybody know. If you're not already in, there's a Discord server I believe that was emailed out yes to people who have tickets. So join there. That is probably one of the best places to get uh, updates on when things will be because we want it to be uh, when people can make it now. Now it, it was like here's a date. People tell us if you can make it, but now mm-hmm. we have people who have tickets, and we kind of want to have a little bit of a conversation about when we when we reschedule that so uh that's an update on the founders picnic uh very very sorry that it it had to be delayed but it had to be delayed um i am slightly happy though the fact that usually this day throughout history has been very sunshiny and wonderful weather this last saturday was supposed to be the the big day torrential downpour. oh yeah it was really it was really bad horrifically challenging that us. is that is a small so just a drop bit excited a silver line a little bit because <laughs> we would have had to do everything in the warehouse and it would have been oh it would have nothing been but mud bad it would have yeah. been rough uh so i feel like that's always been our luck when we did we've had that happen a couple times with like south by southwest events where we're like oh yeah let's all just go out to you let's go out to this like outdoor space <laughs> and then it's just like horrible downpour construction mm-hmm. everywhere just a real mess yeah and uh, like at least like yeah that like handlebar i remember because i think that was the year either that the years i was visiting uh mm-hmm. it was very rainy and torrential but like handlebar had a tent and mm-hmm. it was just the one yeah. you know couple hour yep. event there where here, you know, we were talking about multiple spots yeah. that things were happening, lots of outdoor activities. Yeah. So uh, it, it will be hotter later in the year, but yes. it will probably not rain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. So let's dive in a little bit, Corey. Yes. Into who are who, you? Who am I? <laughs> I don't know. Asking the big question. It is a big question. <laughs> Dan Rather over here. Yes. So when, I, uh, let, let's start here. When did you join the team? More or less? So almost a year ago. Really? Loosely. It's April, been a year April 23rd is the first day. So I emailed, I actually direct messaged Brian on Twitter saying, hey, let me come run your operations for you. And he said, "Sure, let's go have lunch." That's how easy it is. By it the is. way, it is. It is. You just, you just. It literally message. is. Yes. <laughs> it literally. Is. And so Brian was like, "Sure, come have lunch with me." And so, 
uh, I came down. We went to Torchy's, of course, because that's the only place Brian eats. That's right. Um, and uh, we kind of hit it off. It went well. And then so he said, just keep showing up and uh, see if it works out. <laughs> and so we, we kind of slow played it over, over many months and uh, slowly started taking away, t- taking over more of the pieces of the operation of the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And then so now I've, I've actually been brought on and. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's great. I, I, I think on this program before we've mentioned that you were helping with some of the booking stuff, mm-hmm. for example, yeah. with Scam Nation. What are some of the other so, duties that you're So I've at? been doing booking for Modern Rogue and uh, Scam Nation. I've also uh, been working on sponsors. So I've added several uh, sponsors to nice. the Modern Rogue channels and still working on some for Scam Nation as well. And then, of course, all the back-end operations of the planning of the Founders Picnic, the all the purchasing of equipment around here, yeah. um, and then also taking over the uh, uh, some of the books, uh, payroll, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then just also somewhat, somewhat of a personal assistant to Brian to kind of keeping him on track so he doesn't get distracted. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 John and, and Brant... Let me know if, if, if you've felt the same way, but I definitely felt a a lot of of a lot of shit has gotten done since you joined. <laughs> yes. yes. It, a lot of things that would have fallen through the cracks. Mm-hmm. I've gotten mm-hmm. a lot of equipment since Corey's been here. Yeah. Um yeah, in fact we'll talk about equipment a little bit a yeah. bit later, but between you know, equipment stuff, talking about finance stuff, like a lot of little things, mm-hmm. but a whole constellation of little. I things. I have to give Brian a lot of props because the amount of stuff he did get done, it was pretty impressive. But there's so much that was just being left on the table. Yeah, you know. And after listening to Brian talk about his 20 year goals of where he wants his company to be, mm-hmm. I knew he couldn't do that by himself. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was hoping it would be me, the person that could come in and help him do it. Yeah. Man. But there's just so much to do on the back end. Um, yeah. so much money being left on the table and projects not being done. So he, he really needs a Robert coup. If, if anybody follow the, the lineage of, uh, Penny Arcade, like Penny Arcade was run by oh. Mike Krahulik and Jerry Holkins. Yeah. And they are artists and not businessmen. And they had no mm-hmm. idea what they were yes. doing. They basically sold away the rights to the company. It was mm-hmm. a total mess. And then Robert, who was like a smart business dude who saw that they really had something and he was like, look, I'll just work for you guys for like a year. Mm -hmm. And if you start making money, then you can start paying me. Yep. And then he transformed the company into the giant (laughs) megalith of what Penny Arcade is today. Which is almost exactly. Yeah, that is my goal. That (laughs) is my goal. I was going to go with Tenzik Norgay, but uh, yeah, (laughs) that one's more modern, more apt. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked that you're joining us. It has been, you're a delight. Happy to be here, man. Happy to be, I'm glad y'all are actually decent people. You never really know. Yeah. That that's always, you know, um, uh, from the inside, you'd never, when someone comes around and is like, you know, Hey, this person is going to be around for a while. Mm -hmm. Like, all all right. I know that (laughs) there probably wasn't already a lot of vetting going on, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. but I mean, you, you've been a, a delight to be around and really getting a lot of stuff awesome. done. Appreciate it. Um, Appreciate it. So uh, that's Corey, everybody. He might be on the show more often. Yeah, sure. Depending on uh, mm-hmm. how things go. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, we, we did mention it all briefly in, uh, in the, uh, talking about the picnic, but um, because of the situation with COVID-19, a lot of people are doing work from home. A lot of people have been furloughed or laid off and um uh just like 
generally, let's go around the horn and just kind of generally talk about how our broad strokes have changed because the answer I think is different for all of us. And it is probably very different from, say, the rest of the, the country and the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, John, why don't, why, don't, why don't we start with you? Have, have, have your have your day to day things changed much? Well, I, th I think I'm suffering from um, like borderline survivor's guilt because my mm -hmm. habits, my daily routine has almost not changed at all. Because, number one, I'm a big homebody and my whole life pretty much just revolves around my apartment and going to the office. And now it's a solo office because Brant has, has, you know, Brant kind of decided to be like, I'll be the one to go home. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that means I guess I don't have to go home. So my, my routine has almost not changed at all, except I don't get weekly barbecue. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, because the barbecue place shut down, yeah. Uh, then, so then on the flip side, Brant, so yeah, you've uh, made it, you started working from home. How is yeah, how is again. that? You you were here in the office for what a couple of months? Yeah, like three months, two months, something like that. Yeah. How was uh, <laughs> how's how's life back at the range? Oh man, I love it so much. <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh, I I feel so I feel more comfortable than I've ever been. In fact, like. Uh, I understand that a lot of people have, have trouble with isolation and I can I can respect that but understand that uh, there is nothing more lonely than being in isolation when the rest of the world is operating under normal operations mm. which is how I lived my life for five years yeah um, or something along those lines uh, so like I've literally never felt more connected with people and <laughs> like I've never had more of a sense of community now that I can literally commiserate with everybody. <laughs> like I, I have been the king of a town of one person. And now all of a sudden a bunch of refugees came in and they all want to live in my town. Mm. And I've never been happier about that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing the, the normal stuff of like, you know, mm. not, not being around people, but that was just kind of how I lived life anyway. So, yeah. Now, Corey, what about you? Because you, you you come in a lot to do yeah. a lot of work here on on the site. Yeah. Um, so it hasn't it hasn't changed much for me for work wise, anyways. So I still come in and I work because we've been. I think we'll talk some of it maybe a little bit later yeah. about some of the maintenance stuff. But I still come in and do some of the maintenance work, um, and then I'll come in and do work with Brian on scheduling of uh, guests for the future, making sure he's good with the sponsors we're bringing on that kind of stuff. And then, of course, it's ping pong every time we come in. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, there's a ping pong table. Yeah, there yeah. is a ping pong table. Uh, they got a ping pong table out in the warehouse yeah. now. It's yeah. nice. I like that black and yellow. Yeah, it's nice. I tried to do the modern rogue colors on that one. Oh, okay. See, I saw it, and I uh, thought of my college, because my college colors were black oh, and gold. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, I want to paint a big MR on there um, on one mm -hmm. side and maybe a Scamnation on the other. Oh, yeah. Something that'd like that. Cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but no, it really hasn't changed much of what I do around here. And also, I could do almost all of it from the house right now anyways, you know. Yeah, yeah I uh, am the same. I'm still coming in and we're doing the podcasts on Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, still doing Scamnation. You know, we're, we're, the, big, the big hit has been to kind of the production side in terms of actually filming stuff. Um, I know with Scam Nation, we've done many a video uh, in the past where it's just Brian or Brian and a specifically set guest. Um, but with with Modern Rogue, uh, that's 
going to be a little tough. And I think we're still in the early stages of figuring out what some of those things look like. Yeah. Um, but more or less, my day to day has not changed. If anything, I've been here I'll, for various reasons. I've been here a little more than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, otherwise it hasn't changed much. And and in and. and kind of like what John was saying about almost like survivor's guilt. Like my day to day hasn't, isn't really different at all, but I am going crazy at home for no, no, like I just, just the, just knowing I shouldn't go out, um, changes. Yeah. And the, the real kind of ironic kicker is that I had, you guys know, I had just gotten my license plates and my driver's license (laughs) for Texas. Mm -hmm. Like I have been riding dirty for like almost, a good six, seven months now, and I am finally legit and ready to go and nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. Nothing. So, uh, so definitely, especially on the YouTube shows, you'll see stuff. Um, you'll, you'll see us have to, I mean, you, you see every YouTube channel has to kind of figure out new ways to be doing stuff like, like th- this is, this is tangential, but it's timely. Uh, yesterday or Sunday, Quibi launched the phone video oh, streaming site. And one of their things is daily shows. And a lot of those daily shows, they had to start with like saying like, yeah, you know, we're all working from home, but we're here to bring you the daily, whatever the thing is. And a lot of people are recording from their homes. Uh, and it's a lot of graphic packages. and It's not a big deal anyway. But even, even that, this huge billion, two billion dollar, you know, oh, gorilla. Quibi, Quibi still thinks it's going to be a thing. That's cute. We mm-hmm. I talked we talked a lot about Quibi on Cord Killers this week. So uh, check that out uh, <laughs> because I have watched... A lot of quibby stuff. So you're the one. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm I've, the one. I read about you. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> the fabled quibby use. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's a little bit about how things are going here. Uh, and the podcast the podcast shouldn't change much. We'll talk a little bit later about some of the new equipment. That'll be a very positive change with the podcasts. But other than that, I think they will still happen pretty much the same that they've been happening to. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess uh, on that subject, uh, uh, not to mess with our order or whatever, sure. but like, as far as changing production things around or whatever, like I ended up in an ad because mm. I was like, yeah. well, Jason's not here I'll, and I know about this, so let's just talk about it. So we did the ring ad together, me and Brian, because I was the person who was like, hey, we should just go with ring because it does everything that you want. And he's like, well, what about this? What about that? And I'm like, no, just the ring app. He's like, well, what about the cool locks I bought? And I was like, they work with the ring app, mm-hmm. you know? Z waves or whatever the hell. So yeah, Brian's like, yeah, we'll just do the ad, which is also why my face is a little blurry, a little out of focus. Oh, out of oh, because you were shooting it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, sit in for me, and Brian leans close, and then I lean back. And... Uh, yeah, those, you're sitting in the outdoor kind of picnic chairs, and those yeah. are, those are kind of tough to figure out that sort of stuff. Because Brian always likes to. If Brian, we 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 didn't you we you guys are not suffering the Brian's chair dilemma <laughs> no. today, but uh, he he. He loves to lean forward. Um, I mean, yeah. it looks better. But uh, no, so it was just me and Brian doing the whole production. And yeah. So, uh, yeah. That, that, uh, that, what, did it, do you feel like it was good? Yeah. I, I mean, it worked other than like, oh, maybe I should use a, you know, a, a different lens next time. A little uh, less shallow depth of field. Yeah. 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 But Deeper depth of field. Then again, with YouTube kind of defaulting everyone to standard depth. You kind of can't tell. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Can't tell. So, Man. Uh, speaking of YouTube, Brant, yeah, uh, a long time project of yours has finally been completed. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. The 
code reveal the code from what was it what what even was it the hidden january 2019 something like that i don't even remember what the original video was what was the <laughs> yeah it, it was five secret codes hidden in plain sight right and you hid a very you, you made a huge code puzzle uh adventure within that video and uh on uh less than a week ago you finally put out the video of how it was solved how uh, yeah how was that it was it was okay um <laughs> it was um so like i i well, on one hand people some people are really impressed by it because it's like oh there's like so much going on here and there's you know it's like a highly specific codes and everything and on the other hand some people were upset with it because they were like this isn't a fair puzzle or whatever well, and, and we've talked about this before, as we've talked about it on this show before, but writing puzzles is very, is not an, an easy task to do, and you're never sure. going to get everyone happy with it, because if you make it too easy, then everybody solves it and doesn't feel like you've accomplished something. If you make it too hard, and it's very easy to make something too hard, then people will feel like, there was no way I could have gotten that, or, uh, you know, it's unfair. Any the old numbers. curse of hindsight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, tell us a little bit about this video. Cause it also took you a little while to put this video explainer together, right? Yeah. So it took like five months or so for me to put the video together and it's basically all motion graphics and everything. Cause I wanted to really, um, you know, show everything in as clear of terms as possible. Um, and I run through the six hints that are embedded in the original video and then the four hints that were posted to social media and stuff like that after the fact to hmm. kind of rope people back into it to try to solve it yeah um and yeah somebody somebody had, had left a, a comment on a hidden video uh like five months ago or so and that that's how we knew that somebody had solved it at, at long last um yeah it's uh it's curious it, it, it was it was tough especially because i had to like put myself back in the mindset of everything that i had done so long ago <laughs> um and uh, and I had to like sort of reconstruct things from memory. I mean, luckily I, I had a, a text file uh, around here somewhere that had like a listing of the clues and everything. Um, Brand, and then, was there ever was there ever like a an idea to put this video on the actual Modern Rogue channel? Um, I thought about it a little bit. Um, but all the other reveal videos had been on scam stuff. So I just figured this was probably the most appropriate place. Mm, 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 mm. Um, but I, I could kind of, I could kind of hear the argument just cause it's like such a big thing or Plus whatever. We could have added yeah. an ad. We uh, could have had a sponsor for it. Oh, <laughs> don't even get me started. That would have been. <laughs> well, um, how do you, uh, now that the saga of this in video riddle is complete it is complete right there's no other like right. we don't have to give people out of prizes there right uh w how do you feel having done it and would you do it again sure i mean so i i think about it kind of like in contrast to like the the friday giveaway uh code things that you used to do in the past yeah um and they're like I, I feel like they're pretty different functionally about like not just how things are hidden but like their intent um and you you kind of correct me if I got this wrong, but the way that I remember it, you know, you sort of you would you would put a code together like every 
every week and it would be sort of a standardized thing like people would kind of know where to look and people would know that oh this is like a cipher and i just have to figure out what kind of cipher this is once you have the code yeah it was it was relatively it was uh, formalized in a way yeah. because we were doing it every week and and right not only were we doing it every week we were doing it late in the week and we were filming it late in the week and it had a super quick turnaround so it had to be mm -hmm. relatively easy sure yeah and it, it was fairly direct and also like one thing you wanted out of that is you wanted people to engage with it and you wanted people to go to the giveaway url or whatever and punch it in yeah um that was like that was the whole purpose was to get as many people to get the code as possible for the most part right 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 um whereas this is like i was really fascinated with the idea of having some sort of arcane a path for people to follow that would go really under the surface. You know, you could have hundreds of thousands of people see the same thing and yet only one or two could actually get through to the end. Like I was just really interested with that hidden uh, uh, perspective. Um, and it was also like thematically appropriate because, you know, that that original episode was not five codes uh, uh, that everybody saw and understood and knew. Right. Uh, it was hidden in plain sight. Uh, and um, and you know some of the some of the passcodes that like I've done have been um, kind of equally subversive and weird and uh, not easily discovered. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's part of the appeal because I I think um, you know a, a big draw for people not a lot of people are going to go super in depth to find all of these things. And uh, but I think a lot of people really like the reveal videos because they're like, oh, this is cool. This is a thing that I theoretically could have solved, but didn't solve. And I really like seeing how this was done. Um, but of course, I want somebody to solve it so that I can reveal it. So I, I kind of have to find the balance. And, you know, looking forward, I would like for it to be slightly more accessible than this. Um, but at the same time, like. I really like these sort of challenges to be very bespoke and I like to use different techniques and try to come up with different ways of hiding things. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm open to doing more of them if the right video comes up, but you know, like so the people who really like these are very outspoken about this and I'm sure you are well uh, aware of <laughs> that element of things. Um, and uh, and you know some people are like, oh man, you should do one of these like every week or every month or something. And I'm like, dog, it took me five <laughs> months to make this video. I'm not doing one every week or month. Yeah. But if the right thing comes up, if we have some cryptography video or some video that's explicitly about hidden codes or whatever, then I I will happily scramble last minute like I always do to make some dumb code that takes people entirely too long to figure out again. Mm -mm -mm. We may have an opportunity for that. I'm working with uh, oh, no. uh, some, uh, some of the uh, <laughs> uh, up in Oklahoma. I've got some contacts with um, one of the uh, FBI training courses uh, from oh, a college that cool. they train some of the FBI mm -hmm. agents and stuff on. So I'm kind of working with them to see what fun stuff we can come up with. Oh, nice. Uh, as another side note, uh, what if you did on the next one, if we do another... Um, puzzle is do it in stages so that way entry level stage one they still get to get success of like hey i made it through stage one you know so that way some of the people mm -hmm. look much easier and yeah. then stage two and stage three would be like what your what this last one was where it was crazy hard mm -hmm. you know and that way people could kind of get, work into it get their level of success you know like hey i 
I can solve something easy and they still get a cool splash page saying, congratulations, you made it through phase one. You can either stop here or keep going, you know? Yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's idea. a good idea. Um, kind of like, it, I kind of run into the same problem that Bryce ran into with the code stuff, which is like, all of, all of these are like thrown together so last minute that mm-hmm. only so much planning can go into any given one thing, yeah. um, which is why for this code, there were so many external clues because I could do those literally whenever after the video was done. Um, but I also wanted it to be kind of self-contained in the video, the actual core uh, puzzle. Um, so it's it's something I, w- I, w- I would definitely have to, whenever we do the next one, I, I will have to sit on it and try to like come up with some vague ideas in advance because sometimes, I mean, the, the problem is you're always balancing like uh, getting the video done and doing the code. Right. And obviously the video getting done has to take priority because otherwise there's no code. Um, but then you end up, you know, Thursday night at 4 a.m. going like, oh, God, I, I have to like I have to wrap this all up and I also have to get the video done. Uh, it can be tough. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, congrats on getting it done. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we might see more more uh, in the not too distant future. How about that? Uh, Brent, another thing for you is uh, we've got uh, new shirt surveys out. Yeah. Uh, and out for $30 patrons. For the $30 patrons over at the patreon.com slash modern rogue, uh, we, we can show off the design here to the public for the very first time. Do you want to, can you describe the image? This is the image for the, the upcoming t shirt. Sure. What and are we uh, looking at? One one quick clarification it's not technically for the very first time. We did post it to Twitter, we did post it to the YouTube stories. Okay. That kind of yeah, thing, yeah, like yeah, a week ago. Yeah, but yeah, details. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this design we have here, it's on a uh, sort of a dark tan background. We have um, an a, a TMZ Cobra emblem. Uh, canonically, it is the Serpent Squad emblem, which is an interplanetary uh, uh, task force for TMZ Cobra. Um, we primarily have a uh, Pentagon emblem. That is pointing downward. Yeah. Um, you have a little little black star off to the top left of the Pentagon. Now there seems um, to be a planet within the emblem, kind of the background element. What is that planet? Because it looks, it almost looks Mars-like. Hmm. Indeed. Uh, yeah. So there's a planet that's kind of um, at the at the bottom of the Pentagon. It is half in the Pentagon, half out of the Pentagon. Um, <laughs> inside the Pentagon, it appears to be Mars. Outside of the Pentagon, it appears to be Earth. <gasps> wow. Oh, maybe Ooh. the M in TMZ Cobra might stand for Mars. Who's to say? No one is quite Who's sure. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so, and then there's also, you know, a, a, is that an actual Cobra? An it is. Cobra? Yes. And then uh, it looks like Jason's fist kind of punching up. Now, what is it? What is, what is this fist holding? It looks like a ponytail. Uh, it is holding a pair of goggles. With goggles, yeah. Oh, I see. Oh. Yeah. Very nice. There you go. Very cool. So that's coming up for uh, patrons who were, uh, what, January through March of 2020? Yes. So um, this shirt is currently unavailable um, if you are not already a patron for the that time period. Yeah. Um, we're now in, in the cycle of uh, quarter two. Which means I have to start coming up with designs. Anybody got any ideas? Oh man, I very idea brainstorm, very quick brainstorming sesh. Uh, mm. 
you know, I think, you know, a fallback that I uh, have always very lightly suggested is, you know, we can take a quote from the show and do give it a nice font treatment, not make it like, you know, like an impact font, you know, bottom right. text, whatever. But uh, maybe we do. Maybe do one that just says bottom text and that's just all that people get. Um, I love uh, the the photo we got of uh, Brian and Jason doing the last of the Mohicans holding pose of mm. uh, like oh. Jason holding Brian uh, lovingly. Mm. I like that. Yeah, but that, how does that advance the lore? Oh gosh. Well, okay. Because they well. died that day. <laughs> oh, right. Oh. Oh yeah, they did die, huh? Uh Golf House in the chat suggests Murphy's face on Dress Pants Robot Man via the iPad. So maybe like oh. a, re- a remake of the of Murphy the, Robot Man. Yeah. Of the mannequin one, but with an iPad there. So, I don't know. I've always wanted to do a uh, BDI Doctors one, but I just don't know how to approach that. Oh yeah. I mean Maybe maybe if you get like stock photography of a doctor and then okay. shrink his eyes with Photoshop using the Photoshop technology uh, to shrink what? his eyes. I'd say we use the the shot I got of Jason dressed as a doctor because he looked like oh, we've a got legitimate one. doctor, man. Oh, okay. Mm. Did he have beady eyes though? He didn't, but we that so would be didn't the didn't really look legitimate most. then. <laughs> Was it beady eyed doctors or beady eyed journalists? Because I feel like I've heard Brian say both. I've you never heard him say journalists. Be, uh, yeah. I've never heard him say that. It's always been doctors. Maybe it was a night attack thing. Or no, it, it was been. soulless, soulless journalists or something like. That. I don't. Oh. know. Have we done a oh, Sheboygan rules? Some weird territory. Sheboygan, Sheboygan rules. Oh, like just the outline <laughs> she- of Sheboygan yeah. County, your town. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And, it, it, and so Sheboygan mm-hmm. rules, and then mm-hmm. it's kind of like a dual thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that could be something. That's a that's mm-hmm. a fun idea. Yeah. yeah. A couple ideas there so uh patreon.com slash modern rogue if you're at the third you just have to be a 35 dollar patron for one of the months of the uh, quarter 30 dollar, but yeah 30 uh, just j- just just one of the months out of the quarter um i every quarter i always hope to get the design done earlier but it usually ends up happening at the end of the quarter yeah well uh i already keep an eye out there for updates on that uh speaking of updates this whole show is about updates. Uh, speaking of updates, uh, we have got a new piece of equipment into the studio here that um, uh, is 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 very uh, exciting. I'm reaching back to grab it, but it's heavier wow. than I remembered. Uh, he's um, got a box. I've got a box here. I'm going to hide some of the packaging stuff and hope that it was not on camera at any point. Um, we've got a new solution here from... Uh, a company called Comrex, which makes broadcast uh, equipment. And this is a new box called, or I don't think it's a new box. It is new to us, called the Opal. Um, this is huh. um, a very interesting thing. So so we had Night Attack last week, and it was an especially tough Night Attack because Skype was really not playing well with us. Um, we had Mike TV and Trey Warren here in the studio doing music, and, um, you know, anytime where there's kind of an imbalance of like, it's Brian and a lot of other people in here that can really kind of, uh, step on Justin a lot on the, on that program. And so, uh, uh, in, in response to kind of, you know, how tough that was and, and really a reminder of the need to figure out something much better than Skype, um, uh, Brian contacted our friend, Andrew Heaton, who formerly worked at the blaze and apparently the Opal, this Opal device is what they use to do remote interviews and um, 
uh, uh, conversations, recordings and stuff. Um, and basically this is a, uh, an audio calling device. So it hooks into the internet. Um, it's got XLRs, uh, ins and outs, uh, and it will let people basically call into the show via a dedicated bit of the internet, um, with, as you know, to, to, as far as we know, uh, with, with no lag uh, or very little lag and no ducking, which is the big issue when someone is on speaking on one side, if the other person is trying to speak, they may not come through because Skype will, doesn't want people talking over each other. Um, so, uh, I think Roberto's going to come over and help us set this up on Thursday because there is a lot of stupid it shit that you have to do mm-hmm. to make this thing work. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It is is ports, it's IPs, it's all sorts of stuff. In fact, a fun tech uh, production side about this is, so this allows us to have two calls or two lines. So, you know, when we do weird things, both of the guys can call in. When we do cord killers, our guest can call in with this. If we have a guest on night attack, we can have a guest call in on that. Um, But it doesn't have conferencing. So we have to manually make our own mix minus channels so basically our return channels for our guests thankfully this is uh, this is a, a big synergy of the new mixing board that we got a few months ago the x32 in that we have plenty of outputs and buses um to route stuff in and around so um you will probably see the fruits of that labor uh i guess on thursday on the thursday happy hour stream they'll probably test it out then um and then on the podcasts next week as we're recording this so Hope that it works. Uh, it Sounds was, cool. It was very expensive. It was relatively expensive. So uh, if it doesn't work, I'm going to uh, cry. Uh, <laughs> but thank you again to Andrew Heaton uh, for giving us a tip on this. And Brian Brian bought it relatively quickly. So, uh, so what you're saying is if it's bad, it's Andrew Heaton's fault. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, on some other equipment stuff, uh, we have... Uh, we got a lot of equipment into the studio for the picnic event yes because we needed to outfit the warehouse with a with a certain amount (laughs) of equipment because what we had previous to that was not enough to hold a live show Mm -hmm. in that space so uh, a number of the things that we got are in so like uh, we got a bunch of new mics those are uh, ultra voice x8500 from behringer yep Corey is on one. Can we, can we get a little ABC? Yes, ABC, one, two, three. Oh. ABC, peanut one, butter, two, three. Peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut, peanut butter. butter, peanut butter. Uh, that mic is fantastic if people yeah. don't know about it. Uh, it is, I, I feel like it is 90 to 95% of the quality of yeah. the uh, the Shure SM58, which is a a uh, legendary, They, I love calling it legendary because what fucking microphone is legendary, yeah. but it is a legendary $100 microphone, mm-hmm. but that Behringer is like $30. For voice, we should say. For voice. For voice. Music. But, uh, it's not near as good sure but for voice it's pretty stellar yeah, it's, it's really designed for voice it's an ultra voice yeah so. um but we got like four of those in mm-hmm. uh we got some xlr stuff we got a new snake if yep. people don't know what a snake is it is um so like uh, we have we have the mixer here on this side of the studio and uh we have the stage that the guys are on on the other side of the studio and normally we would had previously we have to run all of our cables from this side of the studio cross to that side of the studio. And that means we have to have these very long XLR runs um, just to get stuff connected. And so what a snake does is that you plug a million input, you plug a million plugs into this mixer and 
it basically moves all those plugs to a more central location. So we mm -hmm. have one more in the center of the room. We don't need as long of these runs and it's very, very long to fit in the warehouse. Yep. So uh, we will almost certainly use that when we have the picnic later this year. Uh, we used it when uh, Mike TV and Trey were here because mm -hmm. we have them over on the auxiliary set, which is even further away from the mixer. And not everyone has a million 30, you know, foot run XLRs. Yep. So uh, uh, some new equipment stuff. You've already seen some of the fruits of that. Mm -hmm. We used a bunch of that stuff with new Mike PA TV. system. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a new, new PA system. Yeah. I have not seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take you out there. It's I've pretty been, killer. I've been playing ping pong, listening to my K play with yeah. the new PA system all by myself. Yeah. We got a big uh, thousand watt uh, PA system, that's, nice. but still portable. They still lock together. Uh -huh. um, and it's pretty killer. That's cool. Uh, so it sounds really good out there. It's got Bluetooth built into it and oh, everything. Shit. Bluetooth. Oh, yeah. And if, which, what you'll like about it is, is the, uh, you know how usually built into one of the speakers uh, has where all the controls are? Yeah. Well, it unclips so you can put it on a stand. Oh, So you nice. can put it wherever you want and then run the speakers of, separate from it. Ooh, that's good. That's yeah. Because I didn't like that. I didn't I didn't love that on some of the other PS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, that's, super nice. That's, yep. that's nice. So we've also got a pop filter on that, on that secondary mic there. Yeah, uh, that that mic. Uh, so that the mic stand and that pop filter were donations from I think Trey Trey Warren might have donated that mm -hmm. to us a long time ago, and we uh, mm -hmm. I finally took them out of the equipment room and started using them. Yes. Um, so I think I think there's the one there, and there might be another one somewhere around here. But um, but there is a little bit of an extra pop filter stuff going yeah. on here. I borrowed one of the mic stands, and also. They had a um, a gimbal in there, an old school gimbal. Really? Oh, so, really? Yeah, just a lot of random cool stuff. Yeah, we we don't know what we have. We don't even know what we have. <laughs> no, we don't. No. So that's uh, that's your equipment update, Corey. Yes. Uh, 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 this is your first throw here on the Bizarre Briefing. Congratulations. Yes. Uh, one of the things that you oversee is kind of the physical property mm -hmm, here. Mm -hmm. What are some of the updates kind of going on around the space? Yeah, so we started to prep a lot of things for the founders picnic. Um, and so I've kind of discontinued that process. So, and also turn in our Airbnb style accommodations to be a little bit nicer. I've been joking that we have to at least meet the, uh, Holiday Inn Express <laughs> <laughs> level. And I think, I think we pretty well gotten there now. So I've, we have like real mattresses. Yeah. We have replaced the beds in two of the rooms. They're still working on the third one. Um, but we actually have real beds in. I've crashed here a couple of times. It's not bad. Yeah. And my, our visitor last month, uh, Matt David, he enjoyed it. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. We got new beds, new sheets, all that kind of stuff. Um, also repainted the rooms now um, and just doing a lot of work around the house like that and just kind of making it more livable. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, yeah, we, that's important. I mean, yeah. there's there's not a lot. I mean, it's not like we got continental breakfast and a yeah. gym here. So mm -hmm. at the very least, we have to have a bed. Yes. And, and, yes. We, we've redone some of the bathroom stuff as well, make that more accommodating to people. Yeah. Um, and then uh, some of the other things we've been working on, like uh, adding swapping out the old thermostats so we had like the super old style thermostats mm -hmm. so swapping those out with uh ones you can control over wi-fi wow. so that way we can brian or you can adjust the temperature in the rooms before we start shooting same thing in the warehouse so we had the new ac units put in the warehouse oh yeah, yeah there's, so there's, put, i don't think we mentioned that last time but there is a new huge ac unit two two, two AC we, we did two big five ton ac units out there to chill that place down pretty quick yeah and it and works beautifully it works really good right they're, now we'll see what it's like at 110 <laughs> you know um but right now it works really good and so we also put the uh wi-fi thermostats on there so we can control those and okay. so we can turn the temperature down a day before we have to go in there and shoot yeah uh just to make sure it's nice and chilly for brian so he didn't get all sweaty he loves the chili even uh even less of like 
like uh, the, the like the outside has been landscaped again or yeah. mowed and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, in in preparation for the founders uh, day, I had uh, landscaping crews come out. I found a new landscaping company that's much cheaper for us, much yeah. much cheaper. Nice. So we'll actually have those those guys come around more often. Um, so they 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 did a bunch of clearing of the uh, the shrubbery and brush and everything, and uh, also just general mowing. Yeah. And so I was going to have them come and do it right again, right before uh, the Founders Day. So right. now we'll probably just push it another couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, because once we hit the summer, then all the grass really starts kicking yeah. in. And yep. yeah, that'll be nice. Mm -hmm. yeah, and hopefully we're still trying to just out on the timing. Um, but we're going to probably get a big storage container as well, like a big shipping container. Oh, right. For yeah. various storage. Yeah. So that way we have a little bit more flexibility in the um, soundstage. Yeah. Uh, so that way we can move out some of the equipment out of there that we don't necessarily need very often. We have more room to shoot things in there as well. So yeah, are we going to keep? Yeah. I know that there's a full two door fridge out in the soundstage. Is that going to keep? Is that going to make the oh, cut? Oh, it's definitely staying now because everybody's using it. Yeah. Apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. Like at first, it's, I was the only guy like putting the occasional thing in there. Yeah. yeah. And now I think Bonnie just has the whole freezer filled. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, that will probably stay around at least for now. Um, what did she get, sure. put in the freezer? It's not like there's a microwave out there. No, there was uh, onion rings and frozen onion veggies rings. and. Okay. I guess there's not a freezer here in Correct. this building. There's not. No. no. Huh. But nobody's make cooking in here. Yeah. So right. I yeah, think it's, it's just extra storage from yeah. their house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's on purpose that we don't like have maybe a freezer their garage freezer broke. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, very cool. Any other yeah. property updates? Or is, uh, I think that is it on my list, anyways. Nice. Yeah. Um, I got a few things here on the Scam Nation front. Uh, we did some shoots in the past month um, uh, at the very tail end of a lot of this stuff. We did a shoot uh, with uh, Alex Rangel. Uh, some of those yeah. videos have already come out. Um, those were great. Those were at Moon Tower. Um, and uh, we uh, we ended up doing kind of what I had talked about previously on the on the show and, and in episodes past about um, kind of changing up our shooting style. Mm -hmm. So instead of having um say uh, a center master shot that tries to capture all of the footage and then two side shots uh you know focusing on on uh you know uh on on each side of the table instead we had two shots each each dedicated to just being a little wider capturing faces and reactions of each side and then a floating third cam in lieu of a center master shot um and I think in all of the four things that we shot that day, um, I think, are you, you know, the, the, the one we did at the bar with the penny and the, the glass trick, we did not do that. But with the other three that we did it, I think it was a major help and it, it ended up cutting down our shooting time by a lot mm -hmm. by getting real time pickups instead of, um, uh, instead of getting them after the fact and having mm -hmm. to recreate stuff because that just takes so long. Like, you you could just tell when you look at like all of the raw footage like you know here's all this talking 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 and then there's a this long silent bit as we're like doing trying to recreate and get the cards right and so yeah. um so we did that and i think that was really good the other shoot that we had 
um, was with uh, Brian's daughter, Josie. I look so forward to those coming out. Yeah. She's adorable. Yeah. So, and, and in fact, the, the video this week will be one of those. Nice. Um, because uh, Josie is, is home from school now. Uh, we put her to work and <laughs> had her learn some uh, some basic magic stuff. Yeah. So we we shot two stu- two things with her in that same format yeah. that uh, that floating third camera shot format, and uh, I think both of those were really fun. We got rained out on the second one, but yeah. I think both of them ended up being good, and they ended up being things where we did pickups. We did pickups on one of them that we didn't. I don't even think we really needed to do, um, but it it ended up getting shot really fast. So I mm-hmm. I, I am liking doing that style more yeah the flow seems to be seems to work really well yeah um and just being more open to like you know if i'm if i have to be if i'm in the background of the shot for whatever to be over the shoulder then i think that's actually fine Mm -hmm. um being more open to that because it it means that um just if you know the, the the quicker we can shoot something especially you know whether i mean this this is now an outdated phrase but when we're at at the bar and we're going and shooting stuff we are time limited Mm -hmm. you know whether it's a hard out whether it's soft out we are time limited and the shorter things can be shot or the quicker things can be shot the easier it is on 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 all of us on the production side on brian and and any talent side Mm -hmm. um and lighting wise so um i'm excited about that Another yeah, and we also don't have like a dedicated person for like keeping continuity or anything. So just being able to get that live is really helpful, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's we've had so many times where it's like what, Wait, we what don't, card got revealed? What, what card was it? Which no was one it? remembers. And uh so uh so that's uh that's a little bit of that. We also did um uh just in, in lieu of last week's video, we did a live stream on the Scam Nation channel. All about um, it, it was kind of a two-parter. It was a interview between Brian and uh, Michael Kent uh, talking about because uh, in the world of magic, a lot of of shows have gone virtual now. A lot of people are doing stuff over Zoom and Hangouts and FaceTime and live streams, and so a lot of a lot of people who are into magic haven't figured out production stuff. They're, they're, you know, even if even if you make a trick for a camera you, you still that doesn't mean you know quite how the camera works mm-hmm. or how the best way to set up stuff is so um he talked with michael kent about uh, adjusting your routine and writing for a virtual audience um, and then the other half of it was uh, brian and i talking a little bit about uh, our setup here and um uh some of you know some of the things that we use and some of our recommendations in terms of equipment and setup uh one of the things that we used for the very first time in that stream which was very cool was uh uh uh, the an ndi uh camera on the iphone so it meant that brian who had a lav mic could get up and walk around and show stuff on my phone uh in basically real time um as an extra camera without having it be wired and and all hooked up and stuff um it's a little it was a little splotchy because our network the way we have our network configured here is is a little but uh it is uh uh it's really cool and i think we will probably find more more uses for that ndi camera and i know we've talked about uh doing more of those live streams occasionally because it was it was really good and it's really good really fun talking about equipment and brian brian really lit up once he started Mm -hmm. talking to mike because i think um uh behind the scenes fact uh before 
uh, it was right in there. Um, you know, before we started doing the stream, it was only sure like, well, what are all are we going to talk about? And then once we had Michael Kent on, it was like, oh yeah, the like the door has been blown open on this, like tons of really great stuff. So yeah, um, I think that mm -hmm. interview format is, I mean, we, we do it constantly with them. Yeah. We could have gone for like another 30 minutes just talking about the setup. Like, yeah. And then, uh, and by the way, this was John's first time here at the production desk. Yeah. Running totally different muscle than editing. Yeah. Um, how, how was that for you? Because I, I, I know I, we didn't have a lot of time to go over a train <laughs> and anything. And, um, and so I, I know for me, I'm just like, just, it may, yeah. And I, I know at one point I was like, you, oh, you shouldn't have done that. And I realized I don't need to be t telling him I, the last thing I need to do is be sitting <laughs> over his shoulder right now. Yeah, there was a, it made perfect sense, but everything like felt like it had an additional step. Cause you know, when you're editing, switching cameras or whatever, yeah. it's like camera one, two, three. Oh no, that audio doesn't work or whatever. But this, it's like every camera switch kind of sometimes meant I had to mute or unmute something. So I'm like, uh, oh, let me, let me, yeah. it, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very tough and it's we, a whole nother muscle, but uh, okay. I look forward to getting used to it. Yeah. Uh, and we, uh, we, we simplified the shot setup. If, uh, it, I don't have an easy way to show you now, but I, I think you had probably eight to 10 different options in terms of shots and two ups and three ups and stuff. Yeah. Uh, normally when I do like night attack, I will have like 60 to 80 different, <laughs> different shots just because there are various things that yeah. can come up and the computer can handle it. Um, but I think you did very, very well Thank given, you. given your first time. And so, uh, we had more of that. Yeah, it was a neat episode. I, I enjoyed watching that one. Thank you. Uh, we, we, we gotten a lot of good feedback yeah. on it. And then, yeah. uh, on a similar thing, um, uh, a few weeks back, we did a similar episode, like a round table thing for Tom Merritt's daily tech news show. It was a very similar thing. It was more focused on podcasting and, um, and stuff like that. But, uh, I think that's also on Daily Tech News Show. And I was on that, and it was very cool. Uh, a lot of a lot of people asking me for questions. I got an email just like 30 minutes ago for someone also asking me for live streaming questions. So yes. and I'm glad to help. You know, I think when you're in production, uh, there's like a camaraderie where it's like, yeah, I can help you. I don't care. Whatever. You know, it's not... I, at least I don't feel like, mm -hmm. oh, I need to hoard my proprietary <laughs> information. Yeah, there's no trade secrets, really. Right. Yeah. Um, some other stuff. So, uh, we talked about the Alex Rangel shoot. We did, uh, uh the two of the three with Alex have come out, including, uh, magic for a bachelorette party, which was, uh, a little different for us because it was not a teaching thing. It was a, I guess, showcase of, uh, of magic. It was just like seven minutes of a performance of Alex doing, he does like five or six different tricks for these for for this bachelorette party. They were great. Um, the reason we found out about them, and the reason at the end of the video, David is called in to be a part of the group selfie, is because uh, uh, in the in the first video in the video that we have not released yet, which we shot right before this, um, uh, we're they're doing the trick. It's Alex and it's David and it's Brian, and at one point, just one of the women from the bachelorette party comes up and goes you've been chosen up to right up to David. She goes, you've been chosen. And she's like, I'm going to make out with you now. <laughs> and they, 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 they do the damn thing. Yeah. Um, and so that, and then they were all into it. They were in from California to do this bachelorette party. And so it ended up being a fun thing. And I think doing a showcase like that, um, is, is good to have. It's good to also stretch our toes and be like, Hey, also, 
uh we're, it's not all always teaching it can also be like showing stuff mm -hmm. and showing how a routine is put together but we we keep joking about that moment because flash forward two weeks later that's like borderline act of terrorism like, yes let me kiss you stranger and we uh <laughs> so we had okay and the other the other shoot from that day the um the penny and the glass oh yeah trick making out with countertops that video came out like the very first week like the week when austin shut down bars and stuff because of because of the virus and so the video is like uh is brian and um uh, uh chris i believe is his name uh basically kissing <laughs> kissing and blowing on this like bar this outdoor bar at the moon tower and look the moon tower is a very great place it's a it's a i've never seen bugs and snakes and spiders and shit <laughs> But at the end of the day, that is a bar. And uh, Brian, we oh, we mentioned in the video, but Brian definitely got sick, almost certainly because of that yeah. shoot, uh, with a cold or a flu or something. Well, also he kissed David. Uh, did he also kiss David later? Oh, geez. Well, uh, so <laughs> after, the, after the makeout session, he finished. Oh, yeah. I was it that episode. He finished some episode. I think it was that one. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> That'll come in in two weeks. No one cares. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah and so it's um it's it's it, it, it's a when oh when we when we posted that video i think we what did, what did we call it the most dangerous barbed of 2020 and we put the little rendering of the coronavirus on it <laughs> because it just happened to be right at the time when mm -hmm. no don't do even even in a healthy situation don't do yeah. that so um, it's, it's funny how it's recontextualized a lot of our stuff because also with like modern rogue you know like we just recently had a video that's like here's how hackers can steal like information by standing close to you <laughs> yeah, and everybody's like nobody's standing close to anybody mm -hmm. <laughs> that's right it's uh it, it's yeah it'll be there'll be weird things like that um and i think everyone on youtube is kind of dealing with that yeah. i know that like I've seen like a tasty, like the cooking Buzzfeed channel, right? Like they have to put, they put in the videos like, Hey, we know like, it's not really cool to ask people to go to the store and get gourmet ingredients and like do stuff. But we shot these a long time ago and these are fun. And we know mm -hmm. you guys just like watching them. Um, and so like, they're mixing that between, you know, those and like shots just stuff that they're shooting at home. And so, um, everyone's trying to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, speaking of stuff that we figured out, mm -hmm. Question mark. That works. Yeah. That works. Okay. Uh, yeah. John, I you, figured it out. Yeah. You you posted something to the Scam Stuff channel, if I, I believe, right? That uh, we had never seen before. Can you can you talk about well, that? Well, fans bit? apparently demanded that we give Earl more things to say. And Earl so, from the Straight Razor video. Yes. Razor Earl video. from the Straight Razor video. So uh, Earl, who Corey Cranwell hooked us up with, Cranwell, <laughs> and uh, and he does have a beautiful voice. And so we're like, hey, just come down to the studio and read whatever the hell you feel like reading or that we hand you. And so the first thing I handed him was the CDC guide, instructive guide on how to wash your hands. And he read it, and I got a bunch of sexy B-roll that we combined with um, the boys doing crazy, wacky things and mostly explosions and... Like it opens with the Brian freakout moment. Oh yeah, with the dart. That's yeah. my favorite yeah. one. And and everything is laced with you know really nice uh, uh, atmospheric uh, ambient sound. Yeah, actually we can we can listen to just a little oh. bit here. Remember proper safety protocols from the Centers for Disease Control. Ooh. Let's take hand washing for instance. 
Keeping your hands clean is one of the most important steps we can take to avoid getting sick and spreading germs to others. Oh my gosh. Many diseases I feel like he's right here. Mm. Yeah. Not washing hands with soap and clean running water. The oh, CDC the recommends. That stuff's so good. <laughs> right? uh, so that's on this GameStuff channel. Uh, and, uh, and you cool. shot a second one, right? Uh, we shot a second one, and I'm getting ready to put that together in a couple days. Um, because this one, coincidentally, ironically, whatever, it came out on April 1st. Oop. Which kind of was perfect that because kind of it's like it's a tongue-in-cheek, funny thing. Yeah. Um, but it's it's for real in the sense that we're just gonna keep making them for as long as people want us to make them. Yeah. All right. Very cool. And that's you know relatively easy thing to put together. Yeah. Sure. Not bad. I yeah. mean, some of the B-roll took time and effort, but yeah. Yeah. It was me chilling out by the fire, drinking a beer. You know. Yeah. I I did see because I I think I saw you shooting some of that stuff one time when I pulled in. I was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> do it. Because I'll working, often, damn it. I'll often see you go out and just like filming like a bonfire or something. I'm like, what the fuck? What does he keep? What does he need all this bonfire footage for? Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that's like the third time I've made an excuse to film a fire. <laughs> You're as bad as Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, last uh, official topic here. Uh, another sort of Twitch update. We we stream this show live at Twitch.tv/nightattack, um, and uh, along with the podcast that we do, Brian and Justin, who is Brian's co-host on the Night Attack uh, comedy podcast, have started doing Monday through Friday um, a 5 p.m. Eastern stream uh, for an hour called the Night Attack Happy Hour. And so it's the two of them. And maybe if anyone's around, you know, Bonnie's been on it. I've seen John was on it. I've been on it before. Corey, have you done it yet? Not yet. Um, so you might get roped into it at some point. Yep. Uh, and it's just talking and hanging out for an mm -hmm. hour um i think we, we did a trial of it last week on kind of pushing it to all of our feeds in terms of like the public feeds the video feeds the patreon feed youtube and we got a lot of really good response to that so mm. um uh uh with with help from our friend cheeto who is already doing uh he already handles kind of the publishing for night attack every week he's gonna be doing that every day so uh mm. people will get their happy hour fix Monday through Friday, you know, God forbidding, you know, yep. something happens. Um, but uh, yeah, keep keep an eye out for that. Uh, that'll be four o'clock central, five Eastern, two Pacific uh, on twitch.tv slash night attack. Give us a follow and uh, turn those, uh, smash the bell. Actually, Twitch, <laughs> a Twitch auto smashes the bell for you. So don't smash the bell off. Um, mm. like, please uh, be there when, when, uh, uh, when we do the thing. So it is time for a little bit of off topic stuff. Uh, this is the part where we can just talk about stuff that's going on uh, else in our lives. Brant, we'll start with you. Uh, sure. What has been going on? Um, so I'm going to talk about this great website. Price knows about it. I tweeted about it the other day. It's called Zooniverse. Um, and I, I've been into it for a couple months now. Um, it's basically like um, a website where uh, uh, researchers can post research projects mm -hmm. uh, online and you can just sign up. Actually, you can contribute without even signing up, I believe. Yeah. Um, but you can just go there and you can just like help contribute to research. So if you're like trapped inside all day and you feel like you can't do anything, then you can pull up one of these one of these projects and you can help scientists figure stuff out wow so um, it's like kickstarter for scientists kind of but uh, it's not but about no, money no, it's no a, money 
right it, oh it's kind of like mechanical turk like i when i saw saw you tweet this out i spent a long time looking at it because i didn't really understand what it is but they make these like web applets basically where uh like the one that i looked at is about antibiotics and uh and and um their their response on uh uh you know uh by bacteria that's the word bacteria yes. okay. um and so you like go into the project and it's like hey we're about to teach you the thing that you need to know to do these this many this very rep repetitive task that we need a lot of people to do mm -hmm. and so it's like you're going to look at these petri dishes and here's how we've treated them and if it looks like this you need to mark this if it looks like this you need to mark this if it looks like this oh. you need to mark this and it gives you like it's very in-depth it is uh, like it is it is a lot like mechanical turk if you've mm -hmm. ever seen any of that where you just need people to do something that is repetitive um, but it's it's very cool. Zooniverse Z O O N I V E R S E dot org, uh, and it looks like they've got yeah. quite a couple of them, right? Yeah, there's 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 a pretty varied set of projects. Like the first one that I uh, worked on was uh, a, a group of people had uh, run into a bunch of World War II uh, surveys that oh. were sent to uh, people in the military, uh, and the surveys were basically like. Hey, what are your plans for after the war and how has the war affected your plans? And so they had just scans of thousands of these surveys and they needed them transcribed. Oh. So it's like all of them are written in cursive because, of course, uh, everybody in the past wrote in cursive. Uh, You're going to use uh, it as an adult, so. <laughs> uh sure 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 um and so it's like you know they've got they've got little little uh uh handbooks to show you like oh here are like some common like cursive things to to look out for you know if, if you don't recognize this thing it could be this um and it's just like getting this glimpse into these people's lives from you know however many years ago um <laughs> It, it, it was really neat. And then there's also, you know, like there's one called Star Notes where it's, hey, we've got these, there are these three or four women who were in astronomy astronomy in the uh, early 20th century. And they were like really important figures for that time. And they just have all of these notes uh, about, you know, like these, these plates uh, that they took for uh, astronomy. And uh, and we just need you to go through, and we need you to connect the pages to the plates that they're referencing. Um, and it's cool because like they all have like their own distinct writing styles. So it, you know, there's a lot of notes about like, oh, this person writes their capital T's in this mm. way, and whatever. And um, and some sometimes you'll just and first of all, the star notes thing, they're like incredibly gorgeous, super high res scans. Um, but sometimes you'll just get like, like I got this one that was a really nice note. Uh, it was, it was, uh, it was a page and it had like an early 20th century post-it note across the middle that was just like, Hey, if you have this plate, please return it. <laughs> um, and so it was just like this cool little like moment caught out of time. Um, see that just and, proves uh, transcription technology is uh, both uh, visual and audiological is one of the oldest texts we have ever had and it is still to this day one of the shittiest texts we have ever had because you always need people to do it yeah you got to have people
Yeah, it's it's interesting to see. Like, there are a lot. I I bet if you wanted to, you could design a thing to look at the thing and do the thing, whatever. It'll get but, it so wrong. But yeah, it, and there, we've been able to do that theoretically since the fifties, right? And it still sucks. Um, but but even even outside of transcription, like. It is just very easy to be like, you're a human being. I, I'm just going to tell you what to do, and then you will know what to do. And I'll have a book here that just tells you what to do. And so if you don't know what to do, you can look at the book and not give me a, you know, an, a runtime error. Yeah. Um, and so it's very cool. I, I had no idea about this, but this is a really yeah. cool thing. And, and also there's there's actually an interesting cross-section between what you guys are talking about because um, there's a there's this great uh, project on there that is for like trying to spot early spiral galaxy uh, formations. Wow. Mm. Um, so it just like it spits you out tons of images from satellites that is like, hey, here is either it's going to be a galaxy or it's going to be a star. Um, we have more data than we can process. So you might literally find something that nobody has ever seen before. Wow. Um, and we just need you to tell us what it is. And if if it's a galaxy, we need you, you know, it, it'll it's like a multiple choice uh, question. So it's like you determine what kind of galaxy it is. If it's got spirals, you talk about how many spirals and how tightly they're wound, um, that kind of thing. Um, and there are two forms of that project. One is completely random you could just it'll just spit up whatever uh the other is they've used machine learning to uh separate the spiral galaxies from the non-spiral galaxies but there's this whole middle gray area section where the machine learning just isn't sure um so you need to go through and use your human brain to uh to pick apart what it is and what it isn't oh wow that's fascinating zooniverse.org there we go yeah. thank you for you can also find black holes there's Ooh. a black hole project. It's very cool. Black holes. John, what about you? Hmm. Uh, what does it say? Oh, oh, I've been reading stuff. Uh, oh, good. You know, the, been reading. we're all going through a little chaos in our lives right now. And uh, <laughs> it made me dust off my, my old favorite translation of the Tao Te Ching by Stephen Mitchell. It is a much more didactic, less poetic version of the Tao because... There's a lot uh, of bring, bring, take it back a step. What is the Tao? Oh, the Tao Te Ching, probably one of the most read books in human history wow, ever. So. Got him. Yeah, you know, I do things a little bit differently in Texas, though. So. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a book. It's funny because there's a whole religion based on it, Taoism. You oh, know, sure. I'm a Taoist, but you read the book. There is no dogma. There's no angels. There's no gods. It is just a book of uh, sort of truisms about the nature of life, the world, and Tao, which we could shorthand call quality, goodness, you know? Okay. And so you, and as many philosophers have discussed in the past, you can't really define these terms. Otherwise, they would just be called those other things. It's like some people are like, oh, morality is whatever gives you the most pleasure. No, that's called pleasure. That's why we have a whole word for it. Uh, John Stuart Mill. Anyway, um, so I've been reading a lot of the Tao because it just makes me feel better. Okay, nice. Yeah. Uh, any, and, anything else? And I've been reading, uh, been continuing to read story, Robert McKee, something that we were all, we all picked up or were handed in college, but none of us ever, ever read. But, you know, you know, decade later, I figure I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll uh -huh. give it a whirl. And more fun times. I've been reading the complete life and times of Scrooge McDuck. I love me some Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Uh, anything else? 
Mm, that's about it. Okay, awesome. Uh, Corey, what about you? What have you been doing? Uh, listening to audiobooks. Yeah. So much like Brian, I listen to a million of them. Um, but right now I'm stuck on Brandon Sanderson. Anything Brandon Sanderson makes is amazing. Okay. Is that, um, uh, what, what, what types of books is that? Um, fantasy basically. Oh, cool. Um, fantasy with uh, magic systems. Okay. Okay. So he creates his own magic systems and then kind of a the hard world. fantasies. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, Stormlight series, which is like, there's a three book series. Um, he's working on more, but, uh, each book is about 50 hours long. So nice. they are long. Ooh. But man, are they good. Yeah. So highly recommended if you're looking for some fantasy um, magic system stuff. Super awesome. Brandon Sanderson. Very cool. Um, uh, to kind of piggyback on what uh, Brant was saying with the, uh, uh, what was it? Zoom? Zoom? Universe. 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 Yeah. Um, one of the things that's been kind of fun to do uh, for us uh, donating remotely, you know, uh, another fun one is uh, Missing Maps. So basically. Missing Maps? Missing Maps. Okay. Yep. Um, missingmaps.org. And you get to go on and uh, pick whatever area you want to do. You can either do your local area or anywhere around the world. And what you do is it pulls up open maps and you draw over the top. You draw the roads and what the buildings are. Uh, and it helps with uh, first responders. Oh, wow. And for mm. future disaster planning and stuff like that. That's so great. If you're kind of bored and want to help, you know, yeah. uh, from the comfort of your house, this is this is a fun one we use in my, my other career uh, to be able to... Uh, Donate to people remotely. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, Missingmaps.org. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun one. Uh, past that, I've got a new puppy, so I'm dealing oh, with uh, hey. uh, all the poop and the pee. <laughs> what kind of puppy? A uh, miniature schnauzer. Yeah, little, little black, little, little cute little guy. Hmm. Uh, so dealing with that. Yeah. How, how old is cute. he now? Uh, he's 12 weeks. Just turned 12 oh, weeks. Ah, yeah, little yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Very he's cute, little baby. Um, for me, uh, you know, I've been, uh, I've been having a lot of time to watch stuff. So I've been mm -hmm. watching a lot of stuff, you know, Ozark just came out season three. That's very good. Um, uh, oh, um, uh, there's, there's a show on Netflix that I watched over the past month called omniscient. That is new. It's, um, a new Brazilian sci-fi thriller, dystopian sort of thriller from, uh, the guy who made 3%, which is another, dystopian <laughs> sci-fi thriller uh, but it's all about a city where everyone is being followed by a, a fly-sized drone 24 7 <laughs> and the the trade-off is like they say like privacy but security because uh human beings can't see any of the images that the drones are collecting only the master computer sees stuff mm. and so that's mm. like how people kind of live with it and they've had it for a long time where people live under it and don't care and and, and yeah. um you know it's it brings down crime and all this other stuff until one day uh when a young woman's father is brutally murdered in their home and the drones didn't don't have anything don't know anything because the way the drones work is they only alarm when they see you do a crime not if a crime is done to you oh and so how does that happen? Somebody's droneless. I don't know. You got to drone Could all you? of them. In a big city? In you got to drone everybody, Bryce. Well, that's how it works. That's supposedly how it works. So, all right. Um, there's a lot of, there's, there's, you know, uh, a lot of interesting, you know, almost like Breaking Bad, like solving <laughs> stuff and uh, politicking. It's those undrone people I worry about. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's another part of it. This is just a city, you know, <laughs> there's a whole world to drone in this story. So get on it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been uh, regressing in my viewing. I, yeah? I recently tracked down the uncut versions of Alf 
And I've been watching right. Parker Lewis, Can't Lose. Okay. So I've really regressed. In my, I've really <laughs> gone backwards. Ooh, I forgot one. Animal Crossing. Oh, with yes. my daughter. Me and my daughter have <laughs> been playing Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is great. All day long, every day. I just... So I turned it on last night. Mm -hmm. I turned it on last night for the first time of the day. And I meant to set the clock back because it was like 11 yeah. midnight or whatever. And I wanted it to be daytime yeah, so you when I played it. And I accidentally hit PM instead of AM. So it was only like, it, it was not, I had not timed, I had not gone back far enough in time, mm -hmm. but also you can't, if the game detects that you go backwards in time, uh, it, it screws you up majorly. Mm. Um, so, uh, but I just had the, I just had KK slider visit my town, uh, which is like one of the last, like big setups that, mm -hmm. you know, before you get into the thing. So, uh, that was, that was cool, but I was also like, I didn't. I want it to be during the day. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to be listening to the song right now, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, Animal Crossing's great. Yeah, I, I haven't played the game, but I'm pretty sure Tom Nook is a criminal. No, Tom Nook is a good guy. Tom Nook wants to set the world right. I read a thing on on Twitter the other day that was looking back at some of the stuff, some of the story bits in mm -hmm. previous Animal Crossings, and it paints. Oh no, deep lore. It paints the whole story of Tom Nook, like he. You know, was a businessman, but nobody would trust him because he's a Tanuki and Tanukis are deceitful and not trustful mm -hmm. and he couldn't get a loan. And so he was working with Red the Fox, who is the, the guy who sells um, counterfeit artwork. And at one point, Red stabs him in the back and Tom Nook loses all his money. So he wants to make business work for other people who, you know, can't who can't get. Uh, you know, who who can't get trust mm -hmm. by society. That's why he's got Timmy and Tommy, who are not even related to him. They mm -hmm. they are just diff they're just also Tanukis. They just are not related to him. Mm. Um, All I know is if you good, play if, if you play the latest Animal Crossing, and he asks you if you have a phone, you say, "Yeah, dude, I've got a phone." And he goes, "Great, here's my phone. <laughs> you owe me now." <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, well, okay. So here's the interesting thing about that because they made a. Ch I feel I think this is different than how it used to be in the other games. So the yeah, so the whole thing is like they you are given a tent or a house in these games, and you say, "Here's your loan. Please pay it back whenever it's convenient to you." Um, but in these games, the first loan that you get, you don't pay back in money. You pay back in like cleaning up your island and stuff. And then they don't immediately just like decide to give you a home and a new loan. You have mm -hmm. to like ask for it, which I think is a very small thing, but interesting, especially in terms of that narrative of like mm -hmm. Tom Nook is pushing you into a bigger and bigger McMansion when in reality you're, you're getting a good deal. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I just paid. Well, just paid like nearly four hundred thousand for an add-on for a one-room add-on. So yeah, there's definitely Austin prices in Animal Crossing. <laughs> but also, you can buy a Nintendo Switch in that game. Yeah, you buy a Nintendo Switch in the game, and it makes you realize, oh, bells are just yen. Yes. like it's just priced for yen. So mm -hmm. I don't know, uh, but uh, Animal Crossing is very good. It is very good. Yeah. Uh, any other stuff before we before we wrap up, everybody? No. no. Okay. I just, I just want the world to know that Alf on Amazon Prime has like four minutes cut out of every episode. Four minutes like of content? Cut? Yeah. Why? I, they butchered them when they syndicated them because it was the, oh, the early 90s when a show could be like 25 minutes long. Yeah. Interesting. So when they re-syndicated, they're like, we got to cut this crap out. Interesting. Mm. I mean, that's kind of why 
the Disney Plus and the Simpsons thing is happening where yeah. all the Simpsons are cropped on Disney Plus, And that's because they got it from FX who had had those remastered by some other company mm -hmm. into widescreen. Um, supposedly the originals are coming back soon. All right. End of May. So, uh, but you know what's real original is this program, The Bizarre Briefing. Stick you can find nice. out more about it over at our website, bizarrebriefing.com. You can find past episodes, time codes, links, and all of that good stuff. You can also watch us at youtube.com slash stuff. We record live at the end of the month at twitch.tv slash nightattack. Let's do some plugs. We'll start in reverse order. Corey, anything you want to plug? Social media stuff? Nope, I'm uh, good. Very cool. Thanks, man. Uh, John Rail. Uh, go to my social medias, Skeptically Pwn, P-W-N-D. Yep. Uh, Brant? These are all real. Uh, I'm waiting uh, for us to yeah. do the show so long that somebody's like, they're filling in nicely. <laughs> yeah, they, I've actually gotten plugs. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Gatawag. That's G-A-T-O-W-A-G, as well as uh, Instagram and Twitch. And also the Monorogue Show accounts on Twitter and Instagram. Nice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brycus, B-R-Y-C-A-S. I run the Scam Nation show accounts on Twitter and Instagram. I also do a lot of streaming here on Twitch.tv slash Night Attack, including my Friday night stream called Friday Night Bryce, uh, where we play games or something. And uh, that's uh, Friday night with me, Bryce. Very descriptive. It's very, Ooh, it's very descriptive. With Wait, a what's good, happening? Uh, with a good gaming news uh, email. That's right. Neshcom.com. You can sign up for my video games with Bryce uh, newsletter. Pro. That's right. Oh, Thank you. Gotcha, buddy. Uh, free email. It's about once or twice it is, a week. It is a good email, though. Yeah. I enjoy it. I we, read them all. We, uh, and I like when I can let people know about stories that they might have missed. Like mm -hmm. last week, we talked about the 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 concern that cook, the new Cooking Mama game was a cryptocurrency mining uh, scam. Mm -hmm. uh, turns out the reality is that it was just a trademark stuff. It, companies weren't talking to each other um so yeah neshcom.com there's a button there uh this show bizarrebriefing.com youtube.com slash scam stuff twitch.tv slash night attack all that good stuff and until next time we'll see you next time bye bye diamond club hopes you have enjoyed this program <laughs>